You're listening to the Business Secret Podcast. The podcast is a chance for some of Wales' finest upcoming and established business owners to share the story of their business journey. Hosted by the team here at Penguin, our guests talk in depth about how they got to where they are today, offering invaluable advice on marketing, challenges, and the highs and lows of life as a business owner. If you like what you hear, then don't forget to review us on Apple Podcasts and leave us a comment across our socials. You can download your free copy of the book, The Business Secret, direct from our website on www.penguinwealth.com. The book is written for business owners by business owners, offering invaluable tips on time management, work-life balance, how to pick the right team, and so many more activities and tips to get you on the right track. Right, so for everyone watching, my name is Sean Hiscox, I'm from Penguin Wealth, and today we are joined uh, by Ryan, who is the CEO of Core Matters. Uh, So welcome to another episode of the Business Secret Podcast. And as already mentioned today, uh, my guest is Ryan England from CEO of Core Matters. Um, Ryan is the CEO of Core Matters that effectively help, should we say, is that the right word, help or advise? Which word am I using which best fits yourself, Ryan? Yeah, we definitely help them because there's so much involved here. Definitely help them through it. Um, Ryan's business focus on what matters, which uh, as a recruitment marketing partner, Core Matters creates a system to connect the right employees with the company, uh, helping you think differently in today's world to create new opportunities tomorrow by working side by side with you uh, to find, recruit and retain the most important assets They help push part the status quo and grow the team in the best possible way. I think that's better fitting what you, uh, the core values are there, Ryan? Yeah, it sounds good. Super. So um, tell us a little bit more about yourself first off. Yeah. So I got started in digital marketing, gosh, almost 11 years ago now. And I spent a lot of time working with home service contractors, uh, plumbers, HVAC techs. And all of them wanted to stop generating leads because they couldn't get enough guys in trucks. They, They were struggling to get people out to the job site. And so six years ago, I said, that sounds like a fun problem to solve. Let me see if I can solve it. And our process ended up solving it amazingly well. So for the last few years, this is all we do is we work directly with the owners and the business leaders of these growing companies to help them attract, hire, and retain the right people for their business. Sounds good. So in terms of your your background, is this something that you just thought, you know what, I can see a problem, I think I know how to solve it, I'm going to get right into it? Or was it a little bit of background, a little bit of experience in the sector before? Yeah, so in college, I actually majored in human resources management. And so I have that technical background there. But when I spent my time at corporate, I actually ended up doing a lot of recruiting as a, as a leader in the organization I was at. It was pretty much my job was hiring people. And so I had built a pretty solid process for myself to get through everything, to really look for people that were going to fit well with our team. So I took the years of that experience and applied it here and then really made it more for the small business owner because the things that the large organizations do is really hard for smaller businesses to make work. So I made some adjustments, made some modifications, and here we are. So in terms of your experience then, from taking a small business owner to a large business owner, what would you say has been the most exciting part and what would you say has been the least exciting part during that journey? Yeah, so I think the the thing that was probably the best for me, but the thing that I didn't like the most 
was that a lot of times when I was in corporate, when I was working for large organizations, I hated all the process and all the policy and all the rules. And I was like, I'm going to go start my own business and not do any of those things. Turns out that it was those things that made them a large organization and helped me grow. So once I got out of my own way and figured that piece out, I actually work directly with the businesses now to help them put in a process for recruiting. So that's probably my least favorite, but it was an important piece. Uh, but the part that I love the most is when I see the light bulb go off for somebody. There is a huge mindset around recruiting good people. Now, I'm going to really emphasize good or the right, because we can find people. It's just, can we find people that we actually want on our team? And so our focus is very much on quality. And a lot of time, those quality shifts happen when there's a breakthrough by the business owner going, huh, if I just thought about this a little bit differently, I would get the results I wanted. So that's one of the parts I really like about working with these guys. Sounds good. Would you, would you say from your experience, um, does it take much challenge to get those business owners to have that light bulb moment or do they already come to you engaged or is that part of your journey to make them engaged? It, it depends on whether or not they've hit rock bottom and give up or not. So if they're done and they just throw their arms up in the air, so I just need help, that's easier than the ones that have had some success in the past, but they're not quite getting the, the results that they want. That's a little bit more of a challenge, but it is part of our process. A lot of what we do when we implement our system inside of a company is change management. We get the team involved. We help people understand what the impact is going to be to them. You know, for so many years, especially when we came out of, so in the U.S., when we came out of our last recession in 2009, 10, 11, so many businesses said, I never want to be in a position again where I'm going to struggle to find quality customers. So they put 90% of their resources towards marketing and sales processes. And they disregarded the fact that they would eventually need to hire people. And so they these really great marketing pieces, really great sales teams, but no one's ever really focused on recruiting. And now we're at a point, especially in a lot of the blue collar industries that we serve, finding customers is the easy part. It's finding people that's such a challenge. And so for those businesses that say, hey, you know what, maybe we should invest as much in our recruiting and our people as we do in our customers to really make sure that we can get the results we want. So for those people that have made that decision, it's a lot easier. But sometimes we do have to push, we do have to challenge them a little bit to make that happen. Oh, sounds good. So in, in terms of one of the famous sayings that um, I've heard all across, uh, you know, uh, my, my, my experience globally is people buy people when it comes to business to consumer. What would be your thoughts, opinions on um, people buying people to work with from a managerial level to the shop floor and vice versa? So we have this, this graphic and this story that we tell about creating the right experience for your employees. A lot of times people hear about customer experience. There's really three experiences that every business has. There's the brand experience. That's your logo, your website, your marketing materials. It's what people see. There's the customer experience. That's what your customers want. That's, you know, we represent it through an apple. That's the core of the, you know, the meat of the apple. That's what people really want. They want the sustenance and the food of the apple. But the employee experience is the core. It's the seed. It's where it all starts. And so many times businesses focus on investing money and resources towards that brand experience. So they have that nice, shiny exterior, cool website, lots of great social media stuff, but they put zero effort into their employees. And what we found is if they, if they focus on the employees and they buy their employees and they really take care of their employees, the employees will take great care of their customers. 
And in today's day and age, the customers will take really great care of your brand through social proof, through social media, through review websites, those kinds of things. So the great Sir Richard Branson of Virgin Atlantic once said, the customers are not the most important thing. It's your employees look after the employees and in turn, they'll look after your clients or your customers. In the words of Ryan England, what would be the different stance that you would take on that or the different terminology you, you would use? Yeah, if you create a great experience for your employees, they'll create a great experience for your customers. That's how I would reward that. It's all about that experience. And one of the things that I think most people miss out on is that your employee experience begins when they apply for the job. How you treat them when they apply for the job, how you treat them or how you respond to them when they're going through the interview process, how you onboard them, all of that impacts your employee experience. But too often we put too much effort on retention. Well, we got them here, now how do we keep them? And, and a question I always ask is, well, it depends. Do they still want to be here after what they just went through, your horrible recruiting process? <laughs> so in terms of the last question on, on, uh, on that particular subject, what would, what would you say that you would tell your younger self from when you first started the business today? What would be the two things that you would change? Well, the first thing I would do is I would, so we teach our clients how to niche when it comes to recruiting. We're really good at niching when it comes to our customer base, but we're not very good at niching when we're recruiting. And if I went back, you know, when I started my business, I would have said, hey, don't just worry about who you're going to focus on with your customers, but Who's your ideal employee? What's the niche there? Who's the right person to join your team? Who's going to be really good? Who's going to fit? Who's going to be productive and profitable? And I think we forget, we just think we cast a, a big wide net and whoever lands in it, that's who we hire. And that's not really how it works most effectively. So that'd be one thing is don't just focus on the niche in the business model, but also in the recruiting space. Who is it that we would take care of there. Um, and then the other thing I would say is really just focus on that process, develop a process that's repeatable. I mean, that was my big learning lesson was originally when we started doing this, I was very much consulting. And so I was spending a lot of time working one-on-one -on -one with clients, which was a lot of fun, but I was the product. And it was really hard for me to build a solid process at the time. And we've since done it. So now we can much more happily scale. And I see that happening with a lot of businesses these days. It, it, out here in the US, it's no secret that it's hard to find people right now. There are hiring signs everywhere. But these businesses have never taken a step back and said, do we really need to hire? Or do we need to become a little bit more efficient? Do we need a little bit better of a process? They're not having that conversation. They're just saying, let's throw more people at the problem and see what happens. Okay. Interesting stuff. Thanks for, uh, for answering those. It's, uh, <clears throat> they will say that you learn by your failures, not by your uh, achievements. Um, in chapter five in, uh, in our book, we, we talk around um, work-life balance. Tell mm -hmm. me what that looks like for you running a busy, successful business. So I really subscribe more to the, to, to the modern workforce has really been influenced by the millennials a lot. And the millennials, they, they don't have the work-life balance concept as much as they have what they call work-life integration. So this is one of the reasons that sometimes millennials get a bad rap because they'll go to work and then at 10 o'clock, they'll think it's okay to go have an early coffee appointment with their friends. And it's like, no, no, you're working. They're like, but that's okay. Cause I'm going to be working at 11 o'clock tonight when everybody else is asleep. So I really, I really subscribe more to that work-life integration. So I've got two little kids at home. I work from home now. And I actually did that prior to the pandemic. So this was a shift I made a few years ago 
just because I want to be there for them to be able to see them. I want to be able to take some time off. But my real driver for creating my process and creating this system was so that I could create the lifestyle that I wanted for my family. And that's the same thing that I spend a lot of time working with my clients on is helping them create the lifestyle they want out of their business. Too often business owners get started and they think, oh, I'm going to make more money. I'm going to have more time. I'm going to do all this. And they wake up 10 years later and they got 40 people on their team and they're a slave to their business and they're working 90 hours a week. And they're like, what the heck happened? And so a lot of why I do what I do is to help business owners break that cycle so that they can get out of their business what they want. And I think one of the best ways to do that is to set the example. Okay, good stuff. So in terms of um, in your um, career then, Ryan, have you had a mentor or coach that you've worked with to help you get to the next level, the next level, the next level? I have. So being a coach myself, I'm very fond of, of coaches. Uh, I'd say probably one of the most impactful coaches I ever had was my sales coach. I spent a lot of time working with him, understanding that the sales conversation is really about relationship. It's not about closing a deal or signing a contract or getting a paycheck. It's really about how can you get dig deep and really help that person through some of their biggest challenges. And even though it might be that they need to hire more people, that's usually not the root cause of, that's not what they're feeling. Like that's not the root of it. They hire more people because they're working too many hours. They need to hire more people because they got customers keeping them up at night. They need to hire more people because they feel like they're handcuffed to one or two key employees. And so if we can really figure out what's really keeping them up at night and helping them through that process, they're going to have a greater experience. And that was something that was taught by my sales coach. It was really invaluable to me. Okay. So from the learnings from your sales coach, then, if I said to you, now I'm a, a brand new prospect and I was looking to work with you, what would you see that, what would you see as, or say as the three core things to build our relationship, to get to know, like, and trust me and hopefully get my business? Uh, so the first thing we would do is I, I would sit down with you and say, tell me about your business. Let me just get to know you a little bit better. Why did you start your business? Why are you still doing your business? One of the processes we actually take our clients through is the core story. And it's really about connecting people on more of an emotional level to your business. Like just because I want your product or service doesn't mean that I really care to get it from you. You probably have competitors. So for me, a lot of times, it's really just getting to understand what drives you to make changes in your business to make an impact. The other thing I want to know is I want to know how do you perceive people? Are they a cog in a machine and when the cog breaks, you replace it? Or are they a little bit more instrumental in the process? And when a cog breaks down, you help them with a breakthrough. Like, do you invest in your people? Do you mentor your people? Do you coach your people? If you look at your people as a cog in a machine, we're not going to like each other. <laughs> it's that simple. Okay. Uh, and they, they call it an employee-employer relationship for a reason. You really have to think about this as a relationship. As an employer, you're not just taking on one new person. You're taking on all their hopes, their dreams, their goals, their family's goals, everything that's going on in their personal life. It's a whole package deal. And so if you don't think of people as that package deal, we're not going to work well together. No, I'm not going to let you off, Ryan. That was two. I want one more. One more. So the last thing I think that we would talk about is really what your goals are for your business. So a lot of people, I think they... They think about exiting their business at some point in time. And I don't know if it's going to give it to family, if it's going to sell, maybe to a PE firm, something like that. 
But if we really don't understand what your goals are for the business long-term, it's really going to be difficult for us to have a conversation about building a process around recruiting the right people for your team. Many of our clients, they come to us because they're working too hard in their business. They're, they've got this five-year, 10-year, 15-year goal to exit, and they know that if they don't make any changes, they're not going to have anything to sell because they are the business. So that would be the last thing is really figure out what your goals are and figure out where you're going with the business and, and make sure you're thinking that far ahead. If you don't have a 10-year plan for your business, we're not going to get along well either because it's going to get hard. The truth is the work we do gets tough. You're not going to get every single great candidate that you talk to. You're going to make mistakes along the process and hire people and go, oh, why are we doing this? And a lot of it's just part of the journey. So if you're not focused on that mountaintop or that long-term vision, we're not going to make it. Okay, brilliant. Thanks for that. So that fits me in nicely to the next question. So what three pieces of advice would you give to yourself if, uh, if you were starting over? So I think some of them, I, the, the things that have really been impactful for me have been the process piece and, and not just not just the process within the business, but really a recruiting process, getting to know people. It took me a long time to realize that I like building deep, solid relationships with people. So when someone comes to work for my team, we spend eight hours together in the interview process. Like it's intense. Wow. It's intense. And I remember the first time I interviewed someone, it was like, oh, so you want to work here? Cool. Come on in. And it didn't work out. Go figure. Uh, so understanding that process isn't just about serving our customers. Sometimes we need processes to serve us inside of our business. And so that would be one piece of advice is that really think about the relationships that we're building because it's all for the long term. Before Most people don't other, like switching jobs. So before you answer the other two on that, Ryan, so it's um, you know, obviously the reaction probably said it all in terms of eight hours in an interview. So that is, um, that is, that is a new one on me. So, so, so absolutely fair play in terms of the level of detail. In that eight hours, would you mind sharing what type of things that you would be looking for in terms of qualities of that individual to um, allow you to know, like, trust, build that relationship if, he, if that person was going to then be an employee or you would, would then work with them, what type of things would you be looking for during that eight hours to know that that trust yeah. would be there? Yeah, so we have a process we take everybody through. And the first part is just screening. So our first part of our process is just screening. Hey, here's what I'm looking for. Let's find out what you're looking for. Let's see if it's even worth continuing this process. And I do something that not a lot of people do, but I let everybody know, hey, we're going to start this. And at the end of the meeting, you're going to know we're going to either schedule your next meeting or it's over. Like there's no we'll be in touch. I, that drives me nuts. <laughs> we don't do that. So so we go through the screening process and it really is just a lot of quick hit questions. What are you looking to do? What are some of your skills? What are the things you like? And if we if that works out, then we go into our core values or our core fit process where we're going to get dig deep. I want to know more about you. I want to know more about what your life goals are. What is it that you want out of a career or out of a job? Is this something long-term or short-term for you? And we're going to dig into, so one of the things that we do is we actually share all of our core values and our vision during that meeting. So I get a chance to explain why I do what I do and where I'm going. And they get a chance to respond and let me know if they feel like there's an alignment. Because if we're aligned on the vision and we're aligned on our values, we can get through pretty much anything. If all I did was focus on, can you do the work? Well, first sign of trouble, somebody's going to throw in the towel. 
So we spend probably two to three hours just on that piece, just really getting to know each other. What is it you want out of things? And if they don't see the vision or they don't align to our values for some reason, then we just call it right there and say, hey, it's not going to work. Then we get into skills. And a lot of times our skills are more focused on how they think about the problem, not how they actually solve the problem. So a lot of our questions that we talk about during the skills assessment is less about how, what they answered and more on how they answered. Like, how did you get to that answer? And I personally believe that past performance is not an indicator of future success because you don't know how toxic that culture was or how toxic that work environment was. So we don't spend, we, even though we do have some questions about past performance, it's less about did they perform and more about how did they approach a problem or a situation. And then finally, the last part, and this is the longest but most critical piece, is we actually, during the offer meeting, we set proper expectations on both sides. So we're really talking about what are the expectations they have of us and what are our expectations of them? And we give a lot of examples. There's a lot of hypothetical, what ifs this happens? How do we deal with it? Because then when that stuff does happen, we've already discussed how we're gonna resolve it. We're not flailing around figuring it out then. So, and that's the last part of it. We call that the pullback offer. And it's a process that we teach all of our clients so that they can set proper expectations on both sides. Because most of the time, if someone leaves in the first 90 days, it's a problem with your hiring process. And 99% of the time, someone expectations weren't met. Wow. Okay. No, I love that. Absolutely love that. That, um, that is absolutely new to me, but I totally get how that works. Totally get it because ultimately I totally understand that, you know, you're putting that effort, energy, time, money, training process, and like you say, if their expectations are not managed and they leave within three months, you have to go through all of that process again, right? So, yeah, to totally get that. So, what's the, um, so you got to question number one out of the three things, and I uh, interrupted, so many apologies. So, back to the two other pieces of advice you would give to yourself if you were starting over, just to finish on those two, what would they be, Ryan? Yeah, so <clears throat> the, the second one, I would think that I'm still learning a little bit the hard way is, can't do it all by myself. So build a team early and build a team quickly. Don't wait. Uh, one of the things that we see a lot of our clients do is they're very reactive. They hire when they have to hire. They don't hire when they can hire. And that's something that 10, 11 years ago, I, I would have taught my younger self and said, hey, you know what? You can't be everything to everyone. So go find some really good people. Keep them happy. Keep them motivated. You know, give them, give them a long leash and let them go. Good stuff. What, what would be the last one? Frankly, it'd be outsource all of the bookkeeping yeah. <laughs> right away. <laughs> Find somebody you can trust to do all your finances, including payroll, including insurance. Like find the best people to do those things. <laughs> I told my coach one time, I said, if I would have known how much I would have had to do financially to own a business, day one, I would have done something else. <laughs> So in terms of the, the last question I've brought to until we go into some quick fire questions, what, yeah. are you, what, what, are the, what is the plans for, for Ryan England for the future? Yeah, so we just solidified our process. So our process is 
completely mapped out. We now have our coaching and training program set up and it's ready to scale. So the two big things I'm working on right now is I'm working on a new, some new training programs that are free as people come to the website. Some, some webinars, some online training, coaching, so they can get a sample of what it's like to work with us. And then the second thing is I'm working on a new book. So I'm working on a book that will describe my entire process. So anybody could go pick up that book and actually read through it, understand what we do and how we do it. And then if they wanted to, they could reach out and we could actually walk them through it. So for, for the viewers that are going to be watching, listening for, to this, where would they find your book once it's published, Ryan? Everything's going to be on thecorematters.com. That's my website. Everything will be right there. In fact, we just published a small little book called um, How to Hire the Ones You Won't Want to Fire. Uh, it's a little 60-page read on how to develop a structured interview process. Then so, you can actually go download that for free now on the website. Super. Okay. Thanks for sharing. A couple of quick fire uh, questions um, before we, uh, we finish up. So in terms of... Um, on about books to follow on from your book that's going to be um, soon to be released. What books are you currently reading at the moment? So one of the books that I am rereading at the moment because it's such been such an impactful book is Never Split the Difference by Chris Voss. Love okay. that book. Uh, it's all about negotiating. And uh, so that's one of the books that I'm reading. Uh, <clears throat> Mike Michalowicz just came out with a new book called Fix This Next. Great book on how to prioritize where you should put your efforts on what needs to be fixed. So I'm about halfway through that one right now. So, yeah. Uh, I can, uh, yeah, read Never Spit the Difference, but uh, I'll look, look at that one, fix, fix this next. So I'll definitely put that on the uh, to-do list for, from a book perspective. Nice. Um, keep on the subject of books. What is the best book would you say that you have read? Ah, well, besides the Bible, which is my favorite book, um, I, I would say Never Split the Difference has been the most impactful. Uh, I would say the other one, though, now that I say that, E-Myth had a very huge impact on me by Michael Gerber. Okay. All about creating processes in your business. So that was, that was big impactful for me about my third year in business was the email. Yeah. Yeah, I use that sometimes now with the whole, uh, was it the baker concept that he used? Or was it a cafe owner from memory? It's been a while since I... Uh... Yeah, I think it was like a baker, Yeah. Yeah, been a while. The franchise model. That's it. How to make cakes. Been a while since I read that one, but shows I yeah. have a bit of a memory. In terms of um, switching, it's slightly different. Uh, music. What uh, what music do you currently listen to? Oh, I listen to well, it's either chill music, which is like electronic chill music, background study, work hard music, uh, or I'm listening to just some rock and roll. Sounds good. Sounds good. On the subject of keeping on listening and watching stuff, reading stuff, box sets and TV shows that are a must for you, if any at all. Oh, I don't watch much TV. I really don't. We canceled TV about 11 years ago. So, uh, but if it's got a Disney princess in it right now, I'm pretty much watching it because my daughter's at that age. Oh, okay. Okay. So you, you know all about Belle and Cinderella and Ariel and all those other... Uh, oh, yeah. Sounds like you have a little bit of knowledge there, too. Yes, I do. Yeah. My daughter's five next week. So uh, we're actually due to be in Disney right now for their 50th anniversary. So we're due to be uh, over the pond with you. But uh, yeah, the pandemic and not being allowed in is uh, put paid to that. So maybe next year now. Fingers crossed. 
Fair enough. Uh, podcasts, any particular podcasts that you uh, listen to or would recommend to the listeners? Uh, you know, I like the Sandler podcast, David Sandler. It's a sales training that I went through. Blue Collar Culture podcast is always a good one too. I don't know if I'm allowed to plug that one. And the last one being is obviously it's it's a business secret podcast. Who is your business idol? My business idol? Yes. That's a tough one. But from a business perspective, so that's like someone that would like the business I want to create. I would probably say more along the lines of a current businessman slash entrepreneur who you look up to and think, do you know what? Them, I would like to replicate them or I admire for what they have done in business. That, that would be Simon Sinek. Okay. And is that purely from the ethos to start with your why or is that purely around other things that he's done? Just to I, just, I, I just like the way that he is able to show up and, and people invite him out. So he has a very large platform to get his message out there because he's got a great disruptive message that people need to hear. And I feel like I have something similar. Uh, it's a disruptive message that people need to hear. And so to be able to create the platform that he's created, that would be where that's coming from. And I love start with why too, don't get me wrong. Yeah. <laughs> so. so just for um, just for the listeners, just before we uh, just recap and, uh, and end today's uh, podcast, um, if I give you 90 seconds to get your message across, what do you think the condensed version would that, uh, what that would be? Sure. Yeah. So <clears throat> I think the biggest challenge is that is going to face all future employers are going to be this around recruiting and building really effective teams. Most of these business owners did not get started so that they could work 80 hours a week or be a slave to their business. And the real breakthrough from that is not process. It's not more sales. It's not any of that. It's building a really effective team, a team that cares about what you care, a, care, a team that values what you value. And if you don't have a system or process in place to build that team effectively, that's where you're going to start to struggle, especially as it becomes more and more competitive to find the right people. I'm not just saying good people, but the right people. And so an emphasis and a focus on quality is what's most important when you're looking to recruit and build a successful business. And that's what we do at Core Matters. That's what we do with our Core Fit hiring system. It's a 90-day intensive program where we walk you through step-by-step -step how to build the most effective recruiting process for your business that focuses on the right people in the right seats that are aligned to your vision so we'll be there for the long term. And at Core Matters, our tagline is we help you hire better people faster. Fantastic. And just one final thing for me, because normally I would recap, but I've got you to do it for me because there's no better way than the, the CEO or owner to, uh, to recap everything themselves. If there was one message you would give to a business owner that can't overcome that mindset currently, what would be your, your few words to that business owner to try and change their mindset to get the processes, et cetera, et cetera. What would you say to that person? Yeah, my focus would be on what do you want out of your business? How does your business exist to serve you versus you serving your business, which is normally how it happens. So what are you doing to create a business that serves you and how does it serve you? And when they can answer that question, then we can have the conversation. 
Fantastic. Ryan, thank you very much for your time today. It's been very insightful. I've had some real good takeaways myself personally, and I'm sure the viewers listening to this once we release it will also um, feel the same. Uh, it's very interesting to hear you speak around um, the core elements of making sure that you know your, your employees and the people that you hire uh, are, are obviously uh, totally on board. It's all about relationships, getting to know them, what drives them, um, and you're emotionally connected to them. So message is loud and clear that I've heard from you today. Uh, very, very insightful. I'd like to thank you very much for your time. And hopefully it's been uh, worth your time. It's definitely been worth mine. Appreciate your time uh, this, this morning for you in the US, this afternoon for us in the UK. And once again, Ryan from Core Matters, thank you very much for your time and enjoy the rest of your day. Thanks for having me. Stay safe. Take care. Bye now. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Business Secret Podcast and managed to take away some valuable tips and activities to help you in your business journey. This podcast is aimed at those about to start their self-employed life, are already well into their time as a business owner, or are interested in the business world of Wales. If you like this episode of the Business Secret Podcast, you can catch up on our other episodes available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Google Play. Every episode is available on our website on www.penguinwealth.com where you'll find a full transcription of each episode, useful links, and a step-by-step process on how to download and keep any episode released. You can also download your free copy of our book, The Business Secret, direct from our website. Don't forget to leave us a review and a star rating on Apple Podcasts.